That's awesome. All right. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. All right. Yeehaw. Yeah. Looking good. Looking good this morning, everybody. Looking good. How? Um, because we've had to ask because of COVID nineteen for a whole bunch of people to stay at home. It's so good that there's less of us here, but um, it doesn't mean that the praise has died down too much this morning. Amen. There was an atmosphere of God's goodness. There was people carrying praise into this house this morning, and it feels so good in here because um, God is in the house. And He's very good. He's very present. He loves you. You know, this morning, before you'd even said your first prayer, as you were just waking up, did you know that you woke up ridiculously loved this morning? You just woke up and you were loved before you even said a prayer. Did you know that you just woke up a daughter or a son of the Lord, before you'd even said a prayer, because your identity in Him is rock solid, safe, unchangeable, unshakable, because He is an unchanging, unshakable Jesus Christ as Lord. And so you woke up loved this morning. You woke up His beloved this morning. Feel good to wake up like that? Some of us uh, need to constantly remind ourselves about that. But the person who is aware of the fact that they are really, really, really loved by Jesus every day is going to walk with their chin a little bit higher up, their shoulders a little bit further back, a little bit of confidence in their step, a little bit of a smile on their face, because there are Jesus Christ is for you and you just woken up. It's in your identity. It's who you are. It's not what you do. It's who you are. A powerful son or a powerful daughter called of the Lord to make a difference in this world. And we're going to make a difference in this world. Amen. Now, I, um, yeah, amen. In fact, I feel like we're called to make a difference in this world. Is that right, Zach? I have a strange feeling we're called to make a difference in this world. And I have a strange feeling that not a single one of you is um, disqualified from that. The Scriptures say that we are qualified. We are certified. Depending on the translation you've got, I'm in 2 Corinthians 3 right now. But we are competent or sufficient as ministers of a new covenant. And this new covenant, by the way, makes a difference in the world. The covenant of God's closeness, the covenant of God's reality, the covenant of bringing heaven to earth. Yeehaw. All right. Um, now, I asked a few people to come and prophesy this morning. Um, I sent you texts this morning. Some of you have some testimonies as well. Let me read out some names. And uh, by the way, I can feel the Holy Spirit up here. The Holy Spirit is in the house. There's another bucket. I don't know if that was rushing the buckets, Matt. But Christina, thank you. That was, yeah, that was. <laughs> she, I love your humility. You will not take credit where credit is not due. 
That was Jillian's offering. That was Jillian's. All right. Um, so can I have uh, Anne, can you come up, and Dione? Um, can we also, uh, can I ask just for the house lights, just to flick on, please? Um, thank you. Um, Elise, Alex, Liz, Joel, I ask you. Are you, are you in the house yet? Are you back here yet, Joel? I don't know if you got my text, man. You were busy this morning, bro. You were busy. So you can say no to me right now in front of all these people. It's totally fine. Yeah, have a rest, man. Have a rest. Now, we're quite stacked on the I love women in ministry. I love women in ministry. Connor! No, Connor, I, f- I think you've been, you've been going hard on the drums as well. Um, well, you know, maybe I might, or definitely Matt, can you just come on up here? We need it. We need another man. Although you're long here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, hey, oh yeah, we need to squeeze in. People need to see you guys because I don't know our range for online. And make sure that some of you, I want to invite you to prophesy over people online. Um, I don't know. This good enough. We, we've got enough. Um, so first, who wants to hear some good news? Who wants to hear some testimonies of some good news? Because God is on the move. Um, Donny, can you share? I saw something on Facebook. Morning night, everybody. Um, I want to share a story of my sister-in-law who's been coming to Bethel. She hasn't given her a heart to the Lord yet. But the Word of God says, you know, the goodness of God will lead people to repentance. Well, two weeks ago, she fell over in her home and broke her leg. She thought she had broken it in two places. She went to the hospital, and um, when I went to visit her the other day with her granddaughter, I said, can we pray for you? And she's like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, So I didn't want to touch her leg because she was in a lot of pain. She, like, flinched when the nurse was going near it and she was worried that they were going to operate on the wrong leg. So I said, can you put an X on the right leg? Just as well, because when she went for surgery, they were like, is it the other? She's like, no, the one with the mark. But anyway, her granddaughter and I, I said, all right, we're going we're gonna to pray for Nan's leg. And I said, we'll point at her leg and not touch it. She's like, all right. So I just prayed and took authority over it because we have been given authority with Jesus and the power of God is what heals. So we did that and we prayed for her and I said to her, all right, test your leg out. And she was like, oh. I said, well, what's happening? She's like, I was a seven on a range of zero to 10 in pain. I don't feel any pain anymore. And I'm like, yes. And her granddaughter's like, yes. Well, when I went to pick her up the next day, because she went into for surgery, she said, I don't need that fix now because there's no pain there. And they were like, okay. Well, we meant to do it. She said, no, there's no pain there anymore. So she, you know, took a stand and said, I don't need surgery on my broken bone because there's no pain. So they just did surgery on her torn ligaments where there was pain. So that was cool. But when I went to pick her up a day later, she said, hey, sis, my back. There's no pain in my back. She had a car accident in 2006. And every day since then, she has been on a cocktail of painkillers. And the Lord, you know, he gives you bonuses. <laughs> we prayed for her leg and he healed her back as well. And I rang her today and I said, how's your back? And she said, 
well, I'm not complaining. So she hasn't had to use painkillers. She's been on them for 14 years. And she is like out of habit thinking, so you need to take my pills. Because I said, don't let the enemy tell that lie to you. Your back is healed. So yeah, God is good. Did you hear that, guys? I love that. That's like collateral damage against the devil. Like accidental miracles from just the healing anointing coming in. Can we just give even louder praise to Jesus? Because I love, I love hearing this stuff. Thank you for your faith to do that, Donnie. We love you. Um, Anne's got a great testimony as well. Testimony of Jesus is healing. Um, in this house, I think it was two weeks ago, um, I was standing here and I just felt to pray for people who have had cancer or other things. Anyway, there's um, a couple of people I know um, who were going through treatment. And just a long story short, um, I met one of the ladies this week, or she, she um, emailed me and said that um, her she'd went in for surgery, but um, she is cancer-free. Like there was no cancer in her body. So I just wanted to testify that was Jesus. That's how Jesus... Jesus heals, and we're all celebrating um, you if you're watching online. That's fantastic news. And for everybody else who's been struggling with their health, um, we just, yeah, press into that and just believe in faith that Jesus heals you. Um, I have a couple of things um, just quickly to mention. As, as I was coming in, I uh, met the beautiful Jana and family and Paulie. So um, shout out to you guys. They came into the car park because of you know, we can't have um, all the children in here at church at the moment unsupervised and everything. So um, so they were celebrating, watching online in the car park, and it was the biggest party happening in their car. And I'm just, I'm just what you're going after as a family, I just honour you guys and bless you. And we all say um, reconciliation and family and closeness and the love of Jesus in your family right now and to all your, your extended family. So bless you. Um, the other thing as I saw as I was um, worshipping, um, that this is not a spectator thing. So if, if you find you're just sitting there watching everybody else and they're getting healed and that's happening for them and you're just not feeling anything, that is not true. Um, what I saw is we were all running out on the park and um, sometimes you see as um, players run out in the park, you see kind of those flashing lights, they have those firework things going Poosh! off as you're running through the thing. Well, I saw the opposite. I saw the lightning from heaven down. And I don't know where you guys live, but I've been having lots of lightning strikes where we are. And yeah, just the whole sky lit up after the other. And I just um, wanted to agree with um, Matt's prayer about how heaven sees a perspective looking down. And when we our eyes are looking down the way Jesus sees our perspective, He puts His lightning, He puts His power into our life and it changes our circumstances. So that's kind of my prophecy, but it's kind of like for everybody, get in the game. It's not a spectator sport. Take on the power of Jesus in your life. Amen to that. We're in the game. Um, I bumped into this woman who had been healed of cancer and uh, just, just, uh, she had just come out from the clinic where they had said, look, we don't, the doctors had said something like, look, we don't know what's going on because we, we got the, the first test of the, the tumor or whatever it was and it had cancer. 
We, we had you come back for the second test, but there's absolutely no cancer. And so I got her on her celebration um, lunch that she was just celebrating and crying as she's just eating lunch at the Fat Camel. So, yeah, and I was like, yes, it's healthy food too. It's good. It's good. All right, we're going to prophesy over some people. So we'll do a mixture of online and we'll do a mixture of people in here. But as we're prophesying over people online, uh, just the great thing about the prophetic is, yep, it pinpoints in on a person, but there's a grace that's released and the miracle is the same way that you can receive grace prophetically into your life when that word just simply resonates with you. And so some of you just need to, as we're prophesying, just out loud say, I claim it. Mm -hmm. That's mine. I want to hear some, that's good chicken. From a few of you guys, because that's prophesying to me as well. All right, so... Um, so we're going to ask you guys just to call them out. And if, you, if you're comfortable, if you could just stand up, that'd be awesome. Maybe we'll start with you, Elise. Um, this is for a, a few people. Um, there's a few online and in here, I think, that have got lower back pain. Um, amen. Yes, excellent. There's one. But I also feel there's some online as well. So anyone who's got lower back pain, I just feel, one, we've already had a testimony. So I actually believe God's totally going to take that pain away. So, but... As um, he also wants to say to you guys that the back, the lower back's where the core is. And when God strengthens your core, then everything comes into alignment from that core. And I just really believe that God is strengthening your core, as in your spirit and physically as well. So, yeah, just sometimes to strengthen your core, it takes a little bit of effort. You know, you have to do all those lower back pain exercises and all the you know, breathing in exercises to strengthen your core. But I feel that God's saying that you guys have done the effort and put in the work and that you've been beside him and that you've been working on that core with him. And as the more you know who your identity is, that he's totally going to bring out from you, yeah, some amazing things. So I just feel you're right on the verge of just seeing that breakthrough. So keep on pressing in. Know that you're children of God because I think that's the biggest thing the enemy attacks is that you're not a child of God and that you're not in Him. He has already completed the work in you. It is already finished. It is done. You are totally set free in Him already. So yeah, just walk on that core work and um, just accepting what He's already done for you. So that was the first one. And I totally see fire coming on their backs, by the way. So yeah, check them out later. And I'm pretty sure you'll find that all the pain will go and it'll be totally healed. So that's one thing. And also this gentleman down the back here, Kora, my name's Elise. Hi. Um, I'm just seeing light all over you. And I just really feel that God is shining on you at this present time, that there are, your paths have been lit ahead of you. Like it's sort of been confusion there, but God is absolutely lighting the path ahead of you. And He is totally going to give you new things to do. You're going to know where to go. You're going to know how to walk. I also see people following you. Um, you are a leader and that God sees you as a leader. He's highlighting you as a leader and people are going to follow wherever you go. So just step out in boldness and just take that step in Him. You're going to feel the supernatural power of God come upon you when you step out. Like I just see there's a mighty angelic army behind you. Like there are angels behind you that, yeah, you are covered, you are totally wrapped around and forced and you have authority. So just walk out in that authority. Yeah, don't listen to any of the lies that you're not... Yeah, you haven't got that because you have authority and you are a leader and God's light is shining on you and He will light your path. Okay, kia ora. Thanks, Elise. I just want to follow on from that with this man in that seat. 
Um, December last year, I had a vision of this seat being poured, like um, a golden waterfall pouring into only that seat. And I've waited for this time to speak about that seat. So I've, I've seen this golden waterfall in that seat. And I just, I speak out who God says you are. Um, we call that out in Jesus' Name, that this is a season um, of you coming into your identity in God or even into a deeper identity of, of who you even think that you are in God. So I just speak that out and may nothing, uh, may anything that the enemy has designed for you just be rendered helpless right now in Jesus' Name. And we just, we call out your name. I, um, I don't know your name, sorry, but we, we call that out in you. We call out who God has you destined to be. I have the Scripture... This is totally not what I was going to talk about. Thank you for reminding me. Um, Matthew 16, 13. It's where Jesus is saying to Peter, who do you say I am? And Peter says, you are the Son of God. You are, let me just find it. Sorry, I butcher these things. Yeah, you are the Son of the living God. You are the Messiah. And Jesus says, blessed are you, Simon, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. So he's giving him his identity. He's telling you who you are. And may, um, I'm sorry. I just get very overwhelmed when, and I'm shaking because it just feels like that. I'm um, yeah, so a calling, a calling out in, of this season. Anyway, I bless you in Jesus' name. I bless you in Jesus' name. Now, what was I going to say? Um, seasons, seasons. I feel that people that have put aside seasons to heal, there's a calling out of those seasons. I feel like God is saying, now's the time for you to step out of that season because you're wasting time if you just stay in that season. So um, I, I speak that out in Jesus' name. Um, and also, oh yeah, the main thing I wanted to say, I feel it's, it could be applying to somebody here, but also online, that you are not going to die, you are going to live. And that could be um, whether you're feeling fear of death or it could be um, the calling on your life, you feel, you know, it is dying or something like that. We, we yeah, God, God is saying you're going to live, you're not going to die and become rooted um, in who he says that you are, referring back to that Scripture of Jesus saying, you are Peter. He's calling you by your name. He's saying, you are Zach, you are Renee, you are Ellen, you know. And so, yeah, I, I just speak that out in Jesus' name. And yeah, bless you. So, to the gentleman on the end of the row, <laughs> if you've ever felt picked on, now's the time, eh? Yeah, divinely picked on. <laughs> so, um, I've, what I felt God saying was um, something about Johnny Cash. Now, I don't know a lot about Johnny Cash, but the little bit I know is that um, he's, he had a heart for the underdog, and I think that's, I feel that God's saying that's something 
that he's given for you to do, that you have a heart for the underdog, you have an understanding of people where they're at. You're not looking for their status or anything else, you're just looking to look them in the eye where they're at and confirm that they're known to the living God. And that's a, a tremendous gift because it's very authentic in you. It's not born of religion, it's born of God. And um, he wants to encourage you. And he also, he showed me um, like a place that's been carved out for you. That I think he wants you to, re to seek it out again. It's like you've not been there for a while. It feels like it's a physical place. But he wants you to go back and take your seat. Because there's a seat that's been carved out there for you that you've not been for a while. And he wants you to go back there because it's part of who you are. It's part of what your ancestors fought for. It's part of their love for you. And you are embraced and you're meant to be in that place. You're not disqualified. You will be welcomed in that place. So bless you. And um, is it all right? Marty, I felt God talking to me about you. And um, he said, this guy's so, it's like you're so much bigger on the inside. And um, it's like I saw him walking around inside of you, which is a bit weird. But he was walking around and it was like you might walk around a building. And he was admiring the architecture. And he was admiring almost like it's a physical thing, your tenacity and these girders, these like steel girders that he's put through your strength of character. And he was admiring and sort of, oh, look at this, you know. And I put some of this there, but Marty actually finished this, you know. Well, it's not actually finished, but nearly, you know. It's like there's still more. There's always more in God, isn't there? But it's like amazing. And he said, look, he did this. He built these walls. He built, and, and he's walking around inside of your internal architecture, admiring your strength of character and admiring the times when you've denied yourself for the sake of him. Although sometimes it seems for the sake of other people, but it's because of your love for him and your tenderness that you've um, extended tenderness to others because of your internal architecture because of your love for him, because he's in you in such a real way. He's going around banging the pipes, you know. I mean, he's there. And he just loves shining out of you. And he wants to honour you for your tenderness, your commitment, your strength of character. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. Jesus. Well, hey, um, I'm gonna. I've got a, a word for uh, jazz. So I, I'm sorry. I'm looking on my phone, and I can see your comment there, Jasmine. Jasmine, you're online. I don't know where you are. Um, I'm gonna look into the camera right there. So, um, Jasmine, just just as um, as I was standing praying, I just um, saw the Lord um, show me a boomerang over your head. And uh, I feel like I, felt, I heard the Lord say it's a boomerang. And um, I feel like you're in a season of the comeback. There's been, a, a, there's been like a turning around. Like life has started to turn around in a good way for you. 
And um, you're right at the, as a boomerang goes out, there's a point where it starts to turn around and return home. And it's right at the point where it's beginning to turn around and come home. And I feel like you're in a season of the comeback. And, um, and I feel like, Ovi, I just want to prophesy, you're in a season of the comeback and there are things that you let go of and even some things that were actually taken from you. I saw like the enemy coming and stealing a boomerang from your side and throwing it and he was like laughing like, ha ha, I got your boomerang and he threw it away. And you were like initially like, man, what? Took my boomerang, that sucks. And, um, and, and, God is, and God is saying, ah, but it's a boomerang. Boomerangs always come home. That's what the enemy didn't consider. The enemy didn't consider that he was throwing a boomerang and boomerangs always come home. And it's a homecoming and it's a turnaround season. It's a comeback season. And this is the season of the comeback for you, Jasmine. And I feel like there's even a sense of something to do with Australia around that too. Like I feel like there's um, an element of your comeback that, and I'm definitely not saying go to Australia, but there's a, um, there's a, there's a, just let me just be clear about that. Um, but there's a there's an element of um, of uh, something to do with your comeback that has to do with something around Australia. And so um, I just bless you, and um, I bless your hope, and I declare of you, Jasmine, that um, the that I, I want to say to you, you can trust the hope that's coming into your soul right now and your spirit right now. That joyful expectation for the best outcome. That hope, I want to let you know, that's something you can trust in this season because it's a hope that won't fail you and it won't let you down. And so I bless you and I bless your comeback. So good. Awesome. Hey, Donnie, go for it. Okay, I just, um, it was a confirmation of what um, my sisters have said. The Lord wants to use you. I had a dream... um, a few months ago, and it was about this church, and we were all on a big cruise ship, cruising, and everyone was playing on water slides, you know, and in the spirit, you're in the spirit and enjoying the spirit. And from that cruise ship, it changed to ships, smaller ships going into harbours, and I believe it's the ministry that comes out of here. People are going overseas to different um, places. And then I saw, was it you, Liz? You know, there was a scene of, of death, and it's like, People have thought that what they've got is dead and they were pushing their cars down hills like, oh, I don't want that car anymore. And I was getting angry. I was like, why are you pushing your car down the hill? Your car is your ministry. Don't discredit what you've got. Don't discredit what you've got. Don't think of it as a little stinky car. You're part of an amazing team, an amazing church. We're we're cruising together and you're enjoying that, but you're not, acknowledging who you are and what you've got. So I just want to encourage you. I will help you pull your car up from down the hill and help you walk. Lots of people here will help you walk into what you're called to do. So whether it's to pray, whether it's to smile at someone, whether it's to to clean someone's house, whether it's to lay hands on people, you've been given something to do. Please don't push it away because you're going to have fun when you drive your car and then God will give you an upgrade and end up in a Lamborghini. I don't know, but just, yeah, just be grateful for what you've been given and use it. Kia ora. Uh, And just spring backing off of that, Dione, 2020 is not a dead year and we are to speak intention into the year. God does not give us throwaway years. This 
yeah, everything in this year has been planned beforehand. So I feel that God is saying, I, I'm not a God of a throwaway year. Speak intention over this year. Amen. Hey, God, church, can we give these guys just a, just a big clap? Just give these guys a massive appreciation. Thank you so much, you guys. Yeehaw. All right. Hey, um, all right. Here's what I want to do. I want to do a sermon it. I want to do a devotion, all right, a devotion. I'm going to read out of Matthew chapter 25, and I just want to speak for probably about four minutes. Might be five, but we'll go for four. Uh, Chapter 25 of Matthew, I'm hearing a few pages turning. That's a good sign. Um, The Lord has been speaking to me about this parable. He's been speaking to me about this for the last one month. I've been actually having prophetic dreams about this parable. And uh, I've been studying this parable. There's something in this parable for you and I. And uh, there's more to come. There's more to come. But let me just give a little, one little point from this parable. Jesus is speaking, Then the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took oil and flasks along with their lamps. What was the difference between the foolish and the wise? One thing. Someone help me. In this parable, the one thing that determines your wisdom or your non-wisdom, I'll put it like that, because I don't want to call anyone here a fool. But your, your wisdom, the one thing is carrying extra oil, all right? Carrying extra oil. That's it. That's the only determining factor between foolishness and wisdom in this parable, according to Jesus, oil. Now, when the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. But at midnight, there was a shout, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. Say trimmed. Now, while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began, oh no, hang on, yeah, uh, Sorry, read that. Um, Verse 8. The foolish said to the prudent, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, No, there will not be enough for us and you too. Go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourself. Go to the dealers and buy some for yourself. All right. (laughs) Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. All right. The purpose of... The oil is so that the flame can burn. Um, How to bring the oil, which is the fuel that causes the flame to burn, is I believe that the oil, I won't go into it too much. I won't go into it at all. But you get oil from the one who is the anointed one. You get oil from the one who is the one anointed in the oil. 
Jesus Christ. You get oil from the Holy Spirit. You get oil from fellowshipping, intimacy with Jesus, intimacy with the Father, intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Oil rubs off on you when you have a meaningful heart-to-heart relationship with God that goes beyond concept or just simple religious observances. That is how you get oil. Now, there there came a time when they cut, when they trimmed the lamps. I think this is what I want to head on. Where they trimmed the lamps. And what that looked like is you blow out the flame and you can't have everyone blowing out the flame all at the same time. Otherwise, we're all in the darkness. You need to rely on the light of a brother or a sister in a season of oil trimming, of of trimming the wick of the oil lamp. But the wick is cut. Why is it cut? It is cut because upon the top of the wick, it has got carbonization. It has got uh, this black, burnt, toxic, um, um, non-wick-like substance. (laughs) that causes the flame to not burn as bright or as hot or as efficient and causes the flame to be sooty and darken the lamp and the light starts to uh, be a lot dimmer. And you cannot live this Christian life week in, week out, day in, day out, without from time to time having seasons of trimming of your wick, which is a cutting moment in your life to cut out the impurities, to cut out um, the, the things that have been, just to cut out the burning. <laughs> I'm trying to do it fast. There are seasons in a Christian's life, even those who've set their heart to be on fire, when the wick actually needs a trimming. And a cutting comes into your world for the purpose of the flame to be relit again and you to go into another season, but this time instead of an inefficient flame burning some of that black stuff and not shining as brightly as you had of hoped, it is so that you can burn all the more brighter, burn all the more hotter, and burn with incredible efficiency. And, it, and it, the only way you get back to that flame is you cut the wick. And so we have been through, many of us, a season of, anyone felt cut a little through the COVID-19 season? Anyone felt cut off a little in this season? Well, you're not alone. But what I'm wanting to do is inject hope into you that the, part, the processes of the Lord is there are times in our lives when we lose sight of even the pathway of the next step as the flame goes out so that the trimming can come, so that we can sharpen so that we can burn brighter. And then in the next season, which I believe is the season that we are now entering into, the fire of God in our hearts burns in a way 
that we had never yet experienced before. And I believe we're coming into a season right now, you and I in this room, where I will be looking at many of you going, I did not know how much fire was in you until this moment in time, because there was a trimming, there was a cutting, there was a clearing away of the impurities and the toxins and all that kind of stuff. And now you are ready to burn again. You lost sight for a brief moment of your pathway and the next few steps ahead in your journey. But that was just for a season while the light was blown out so that the cutting could take place. And then you were cut. And now the flame of the Lord is coming and you're about to light up like you've never lit up before. That's what I want to prophesy of you this morning. So why don't we stand up? Why don't we stand up? Why don't you place your hand upon your heart? (sighs) Father, you're breathing on this parable of the 10 virgins and you want all of us to be wise. And so, Lord, we ask for oil. And Lord, we know where oil comes from. It comes from the one who is oil himself, Jesus. And so, Lord, we commit in this season to have extra oil, to be wise. But Lord, we're also aware that every single one of us has seasons where the wick needs to be trimmed because we've been alit for a long time now, burning for a long time. And there's a season for no longer um, running, but Lord, just stopping, reflecting, refreshing, and being cut and trimmed back, and focusing. God, we thank you that many of us have been in that season, but Holy Spirit, it's been God-orchestrated. And you're all about it. And some of us, Lord, we thought it was just that it was uh, the darkness. We didn't realize, Lord, that you were sharpening us and getting us ready to burn with greater efficiency, more brightness, and light up more than ever before. And so, Lord, as lights are going on, as people are seeing that, oh, my goodness, I've just realized I've been going through a trimming season. I thank you, Jesus, that you're releasing purpose on that in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I declare and I prophesy over many of us in this room that the next season for you will be your brightest season you've ever experienced in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if there's anyone here or if you're online and you do not know Jesus or you'd like, you, you once knew Jesus, but you turned back from the Lord, then I want to give an opportunity for you to say yes to Jesus. So I just want to invite just everyone here, just close your eyes if you could, because it takes a lot of courage. I like what my wife said, a brave wave. It takes, a, it takes courage to give a brave wave. But what I'm about to do is I'm about to ask, while well, eyes are shut, if there's anyone here that would like to say, you know what, I need to come back to Jesus or I need to say yes to Jesus. I'm gonna ask you to give a brave wave. I'm gonna ask you to lift up your hand. And if you are online and you know that's your time to give your heart back to Jesus or just to Jesus for the very first time, I'm gonna ask you online people, type in the comments, I want Jesus. I want Jesus. But if you're here and Jesus is calling you to Him, 
I want you right now to lift, to lift up your hand if, you, if it, you know it's your time to say yes to God. Thank you, man. I can see your hand over there. You can put your hand down now. Is there anyone else that you know it's your time to say yes to Ihu Karaiti, the rangatira who is above every rangatira? If it's your time to say yes to Jesus, could you slip up your hand right now if that's you? Is there anybody else? Make sure if you're online and you know that the Lord is speaking to your heart, you write, I want Jesus. Maybe you've turned away from the Lord. Maybe you've made some mistakes. Maybe you feel like you've made too much of a mistake for Him to accept you. I want to assure you right now that Jesus Christ's love conquers and it covers your sin. It covers your wrongdoing. And if, if, if guilt is holding you back, I want to say, forget about guilt. Say yes to Jesus. Is there anyone else that would just lift up their hand and say, yep, you know what? I need the forgiveness of the Lord. I need Jesus to forgive me afresh. Thank you. See your hand. Is there anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Let's pray one, one last time. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence. All oil comes from you. And every time we spend with you, your anointing rubs off on us. And so Jesus, Holy Spirit, we afresh surrender to you right now. In your name, amen. Yeah, amen, amen. Well, I think we're done. I think we're done, church. So if anyone wants healing, come up the front. We'll pray for you. We have the uh, one meter physical distancing, all that kind of stuff thing. So we will still pray for you. Um, we do have tea and coffee at the back. So you help yourself to that. Um, try not to rub up to strangers. Try and keep that distance. You don't know um, if they want to keep a meter distance or not. So God bless you. We love you. You are amazing. We love you online. You are amazing. Amen. If you need healing, come to the front.